welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and calls the truth with a super-powered murderer arsonist for every movie, show, one-shot, and special presentation in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. And you can follow us on Instagram and X at MCU underscore Rewind. And uh, you can uh, give us a rating on whatever podcast app you're using. And one thing we really need you to do, in addition to those two things, is let us know what you want to hear in our future scroll episode. We're just a couple weeks away from our next scroll episode where we transform ourselves into a different type of podcast. Drop us a line on Instagram or Twitter or at our Gmail account at MCURewind at gmail.com. And with that, today's episode is Luke Cage, Season 2, Episode 11, The Creator. Original drop date with the rest of them, June 22nd, 2018. And here's a quick rundown of what happens in this episode. Luke saw the results of Mariah killing everyone in the Jamaican restaurant, Gwen's, and he is pissed. He and Misty realize someone survived and escaped, and they need to find them. After figuring out who it, that it was Ingrid who survived, Luke starts interrogating people around Harlem. Luke eventually finds Ingrid and tries to get her out. Before getting far, Chase takes her hostage. He doesn't he, he wants to. He does want to kill her, but doesn't do it. He doesn't have it in him. Uh, so he runs off. And then Luke walks in. So I guess that was lucky for, for her. Uh, anyway, Ingrid doesn't want to testify against Mariah. Just leave the country. While Luke is out interrogating people around Harlem, Misty gives a press speech. Uh, she then finds out that the bullet that killed Anansi was probably fired from the same gun used to kill Candace last season. This is... This whole Candace thing has really become a, a, a big part of, of the season. Anyway, uh, while this is happening, Mariah is escorted to a bunker that she can hide out in while Bushmaster is still after her. Afterwards, she and Shades argue about the massacre. When she's alone, Mariah argues with Mama Mabel, a figment of her imagination. Uh, Mariah promotes Alex to her head of security. Later on, while Mariah is putting the moves on him, Shades walks in. Shades decides to quit and also break up with her. After some arguing, Shades starts strangling Mariah, but stops after a few seconds and leaves. Shades goes to Misty and says he'll help Misty bring down Mariah, and agrees to be arrested by her. Bushmaster is dying from the injuries he sustained from the explosion two episodes ago, and so because of that, he has flashbacks to the past. Apparently, he saw Mama Mabel and his mom arguing over who owns what of the Harlem's Paradise and Bushmaster-run businesses. Later on, we see the night that his mom was killed in a fire, and Mama Mabel announces it was her who did it. Two years later, Bushmaster was shot by Buggy Stokes, but a Nazi is able to get him to a healer to save his life. She used Nightshade. It's during this flashback that Bushmaster heals up. Finally, Luke gets Ingrid to the morgue to see Anansi's body, and Bushmaster is there. Luke and Bushmaster exchange some words, nothing comes of it. Later on, Sugar confronts Luke, and oh no, I did not finish that line. It yeah. probably wasn't important. Yeah. The end. It's not Sugar, like, aligning with Luke because he's walked away from Mariah or anything. That's not important. Oh, right, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. No, that's that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. It's, it's probably something else. Let's yeah. uh, move on to our fast facts. <laughs> on your left. Uh huh. On my left. Got it. Stop! Damn it! Jesus, you are fast. Stay away. Look, I don't want to hurt you. You didn't see that coming? All right, okay. Tony. Uh, I do have one. Uh, I've got an Easter egg here. Uh, yeah. So during the the press conference, uh, Deputy Chief Ridley uh, mentions Karen Page. You know, yeah, from, I mean, she. Uh, so anytime. Uh, a reporter can report something to make a situation worse. 
is Karen Page. <laughs> <laughs> yep, exactly. So this is the like what third, fourth yeah. time this has happened yeah. this season. And it's not even just these this season. It's like Daredevil situation needs to be quiet. Let's make it worse. And I'm sure it's happened in Iron Fist. Definitely happened in Punisher. She just yeah. Mm-hmm. She's always there yeah, for the yeah. truth, no matter who the truth hurts. <laughs> exactly. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. The title, uh, the creator, uh, obviously, Pete Rock and Seal Smooth's album, uh, The Good Life, is on there. It's also, this is what creates Bushmaster, how the Stokes pretty much creates Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, the, the, the whole history of, of that, but also. If you want to, you can also say how um, how Bushmaster was created to a mm-hmm. somewhat superhuman character. Because, like, I guess technically, I mean, I know it's all inter- intertwined, but, like, that's also a, a yeah. part of, of this, too. Mm-hmm. And then we've got two actors I want to talk about. Uh, or the character is Hai King Yang, uh, the Chinese mob boss. Uh, we've actually seen him before. He was in three episodes of Iron Fist Season 1. Uh, the actor Henry Yuk uh, has been mostly like kind of stereotypical roles. Unfortunately, like an older Asian man, he's played the shaman in the Tick TV show. He was uh, a sorcerer in The Sorcerer's Apprentice, and he played the Chinese official in my favorite uh, mob movie, The Departed. Um, we've also got uh, <laughs> Detective Tomas. Uh, I can't pronounce that name. Kiancio, C-I-N-C-I-O. Um, also known as the exposition detective in season uh, two, episode four of Luke Cage, where he just told him all the exposition. <laughs> Not in the comics, but uh, the actor Ray Lucas uh, has been in a few episodes of Manifest and The Blacklist. Uh, but most importantly, he played or will play Elias Spector, Moon Knight's father in um, or Mark's father in Moon Knight. So, I we don't see what his dad does, but I don't think he's a he plays a Mexican guy a detective here, and he plays a Jewish father in um, Moon Knight. So I doubt that they're the same person, but it's still possible. It's I mean yeah I mean Mexican people can be yeah, Jewish. It, it is a religion. Okay, so it's the same guy. Uh, for some reason, he changed his name from Tomas Siancio <laughs> to uh, Elias Specter. I do have his name written down. <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I mean, there's there's plenty of reasons to change your name, right? You know, marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be uh, witness protection. I think that's honestly probably the reason. With like at detective, you piss off. Um, kingpin and it's like yeah you're gonna die <laughs> might as well put you in witness prote- protection move you <laughs> out yeah. of uh, uh harlem because no one leaves harlem mm-hmm. and yeah into somewhere else in new york i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure of course yeah 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 okay <laughs> i mean can't leave new york mm-hmm. yeah all right that's where everything happens mm-hmm. yeah everything uh, or New York or Egypt. When I saw Moon Knight for the first time, uh, the show and you know the scene when uh, it's not Mark, who plays his, what's his other personality's name? Oh yeah, um, I can never remember. Uh, okay, 
if you well, say it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, totally that one. Yeah, but yeah. Well, when he wakes up in New York after being in London for a few episodes, that shocked me that they changed locations. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. It's like, oh, yeah, I guess okay. it makes sense for the Egyptian god hero to go to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, let's move on to our heroes. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you're a superhero. Didn't? Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... It's too late for heroes. Hero's your word, not mine. We started with uh, Luke and Misty in the cafe. cafe. Uh, so we just had an episode of him learning peace, learning to accept himself with uh, Iron Fist. And the first thing he thinks is like, I should have killed that B word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because previously, like, it's it's not exactly that he learned peace in general, right? He learned... You learn balance like that. That's what um, Iron Fist kept telling him. Right. He, he kept mm-hmm. saying, like, hey, you're off balance. You're not one with yourself or whatever words he was using to describe that. Right. Um, now he's now he's he's angry. Right. Like he, mm-hmm. you, you see what what uh, Mariah did in that episode. Yeah. Um, it's 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 really bad. Um, and actually something that didn't hit me. Uh, I think when watching last week's episode versus this one is that last week we had like two completely different storylines and mm-hmm. they were just so different in how they were done. Right. We had the storyline of Luke and, and Danny, like kind of happy go lucky kind of buddy cop kind of deal. And then mm-hmm. we have Mariah is just this very dark story that's going on. And, um, and, and anyway, so now we're seeing, like Luke is like, okay, well, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't know about this. This is, this is, this is really bad. Should have, should have done something. Man, well, I, I feel guess. like last week Luke was in an episode of Iron Fist, and everyone else was in an episode of Luke Cage, and now this is Luke just coming back to an episode of Iron of Luke Cage. <laughs> yeah, 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 it, it, that's true. Yeah, it, it is interesting because they are all done in their own like slightly different way like all the netflix ones are much darker than the other stuff we see in the mcu Mm -hmm. except for some reason even the iron fist isn't even as dark as those like that's the lightest of the others because he's a doofy white kid with no problems i mean we have a a blind man a black man and a woman and then there's the doofy billionaire (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah exactly Mm -hmm. And, and and can't forget about punisher a man suffering from ptsd so, mm-hmm. yeah, and maybe other things. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what else it would be, but I I would believe something else. <laughs> well, I mean there there are a lot of things we can define all these characters by, but it's just like he's a rich white kid. Uh, he has the least amount of uh of plight, I guess. <laughs> Couldn't think of the right <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. No. I. I agree with yeah, you. He has uh, the most privilege. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> but just like the villains he fights, and you know their their plot lines and, and all that stuff is mm. very different from this. 
Like, yeah. honestly, the, this whole Maria, Mar- Mariah, um, like, plot that happened in the previous episode, it feels it more in line with what we've seen on, like, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think so. I think out of the five Netflix heroes, the five Netflix, like, solo shows, Luke is the second lightest, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean... Just think of all the trauma that Jessica goes through. I would have to put her darker than Luke, even though she's funnier about it. Uh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So talking about this episode in particular, uh, mm-hmm. Misty notices that the casings are from 9mm, uh, the one that killed Anansi, uh, from a 30... Or, notices 9mm casings around the place, but the one that killed Anansi is a 38 revolver, mm-hmm. which was the same one that killed Candace. She notices this. Um, I, I, I either she notices or the cops notice this uh, all around. But Luke, the non-detective, non-cop, is the one who notices that there's a trail of blood leaving the crime scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, he 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 was a cop. But yes, oh, I yeah, agree I forget, with you. Right? I forget like, that he was a cop. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I always forget yeah. about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what his role was. Was he just like generic patrolman kind of guy or? Was he trying to be a detective? Uh, I think they actually kind of implied something about maybe he would have eventually been detective. Because uh, yeah. in, in season one, they talked about him finding people. Like, that was a thing he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, you're, you're right in that, like, they the, the police show up to the restaurant, and then they show Misty, and then Misty calls Luke, mm-hmm. and then Luke finds this blood <laughs> of someone leaving. <laughs> Yeah, a <laughs> uh, couple weeks ago I watched The Batman, and it makes sense. He is the world's greatest detective. In this universe, at least in this part of Harlem, Misty is the world's greatest detective. She should have been the one picking up on this, but she's too focused on that freaking Candace. I mean, no offense to Candace, she was probably a great person. Hmm. But I feel like she, the Candace situation takes up much bigger significance in this season than it should yes yeah i i agree especially because it took too long to for me to remember who that was and yeah right like there wasn't enough build-up or a reminder of, of her as a character right like they just they kept bringing it back yes and it, it sucks that that happened but it, mm-hmm. it it is it feels like a crutch yeah and i feel like with netflix shows in particular where it's like you Presumably, you watch these 13 episodes, or a majority of the fans would watch these 13 episodes in a two to three day period, right? Or at least that's what their dream is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then most people don't think about these for two years <laughs> between seasons. They need a little mm-hmm. bit of a more recap. May- I wouldn't even be mad at some flashbacks. <laughs> yeah, that is, that, that's, that's a problem I have with streaming in general, right? Like, it's not laid out throughout, you know, some, you know, 13 episodes. So it's not 13 weeks, right? You're not mm. thinking about it more often. You're thinking about it just in that con- condensed time. And like you said, this show was two years later from the yeah. first season. So, And we don't uh, have stellar yeah. memories, but we also watched mm-hmm. these in the course of 13 weeks. We should have a better memory. <laughs> yes. Or if people yes, like should. us who don't yeah. remember, then the show needs to do better about reminding people. <laughs> 
yeah, yeah, we watch these and overanalyze the hell out of these shows. Um, Tony, do you remember when we did season one of? Uh, I I do not show? remember when we did season one. How long it's been? It's been a at least a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I I can look that up. Uh, yeah. If you give me like thirty seconds, I can go to our website mcrewind.com. And I could have sworn there was a search function on here. Hey, there it is. It's at the top. So if I just search for Luke Cage, uh, I can see. Oh, no, that's that's the season. All right. So the finale uh, of season one was on. We dropped it September 14th of 2020. So I guess it's wow. Wow, it's been three years <laughs> for, yeah, for yeah. us. It's been longer than it was in between the two. Episodes. Okay. Okay. That's <laughs> fair. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> All right. That's pretty funny, though. Yeah, uh, and so somehow I thought we were catching up. <laughs> we we'll get there. We'll you know you know COVID really just messed with all those plans and uh, yeah. Uh, not to mention we're, we're gonna catch 2024. Up. Uh, actually, twenty twenty three messed with all twenty twenty four plans since they're slowing oh, yeah, way right. down. Oh, good, I'm real good curious. To, yeah, I'm real curious to see if the. X-Men 97 show or the new Spider-Man animated series has anything to do with even if they like say their alternate timelines and connect them back to the series. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. But do, were, were they, well, sorry, was the Spider-Man one announced to be part of the MCU or no? It was supposedly like another, well, originally it was like, this is what he did before Tony Stark, but now it's like another timeline, I guess. Mm, okay. All right. Because, I, uh, Norman Osborn's like taking the role of Tony or something like that, like as a mentor. Oh, okay. All right. I I would hope that it's like just from the announcement of like of it existing, like it it makes more sense that it's not in the MCU as we know it. But okay. Yeah. So and and just to be clear, I guess whenever we say the MCU as we know it, I guess we mean the timeline that we watch all these movies in, not. The other timelines, because I guess technically all those timelines are in the MCU. So, <laughs> but but this podcast focuses on main mainline timeline, unless reasons. Yeah, um, I don't know why I'm looking up Spider Man right now. So uh, <laughs> Luke uh, uh, pulls a Mark Specter slash guy we can't remember his name. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And he leaves Harlem to go to Queens. So essentially, like leaving London to go to Egypt, Luke Cage leaving Harlem at all is equivalent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. By the way, I looked it up just because it was bothering me. Stephen Grant. That's the other. Ah, Stephen Grant. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. I'm still looking at Spider Man stuff. Closing that tab. <laughs> yeah, close it. Close the tab. <laughs> I got distracted by the picture of the spider suits. Anyway, that's fair. <laughs> Yeah, so he goes to Queens to interrogate the Italian families. Um, uh, we see, and I didn't write this down, um, at least one of the Italian families is, uh, we saw her in uh, Daredevil. Um, but we'll get that, we'll find her eventually. I think we talked mm-hmm. about her next episode. Um, yeah, so uh, then Misty comes up to nothing. He, he leaves Harlem for no reason. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um. He, so Missy tells him that Gwen is being spot was spotted on like CCTV. Uh. 
but she doesn't want anyone to interfere with the case uh, because she doesn't want him to give Luke or give Mariah any loopholes, right? She doesn't want him at all interfering with anything. Mm-hmm. I'm confused why she called him and told him about <laughs> Gwen's location. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I I guess uh, I I don't know. Maybe maybe just to give him some kind of info, like hey, listen, here's here's some kind of help to help you in, in any way. I mean, don't don't act on it, but if it yeah. if it helps you, I guess it's something. Yeah, she was she was definitely like injured around Queens, around these streets. Don't go there, Luke. Specifically, avoid them. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like go out of your way to to avoid them. Yep. But all right. Uh, yeah. So uh, he gets in uh, the idea of looking for uh, clinicas, which helps uh, immigrants, uh, low income people, people who probably don't have green cards. Um, and I'm assuming the first one he goes to, that's where he finds uh, Gwen. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we have. You mean Ingrid? Yeah. Is Sorry, her name Gwen? Ingrid? Is the yeah, her name is. Uh, you know what? Now, now I'm second guessing myself. I could have sworn the restaurant was on everything. <laughs> so. Oh no, uh, I, I could have sworn that the the restaurant was called Gwen's, um, and her name was Ingrid. Now I have to look this up. Great. <laughs> yeah, you're right, Gwen. Uh, we see her in okay. the flashbacks. So, is Ingrid? So I will be calling her Gwen on accent because all my notes say Gwen, but Ingrid he okay. finds. All right, cool. Because you you were saying Gwen, and then I was like, uh, yeah, Tony, I totally remember this character you're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so okay, cool. This makes way more sense now. Got it. Okay, cool. cool. <laughs> well, there goes my other joke. Is like she's the only Gwen to survive, but no, uh, she she died in the firehouse fire. <laughs> no Gwens are safe yeah. in Marvel. Yep, that's true. Yep. Uh, I hope I hope your name out there listening is not Gwen. Yeah. Uh, well, or maybe. if it is, I guess you're lucky that you're in in this universe. In this universe, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, you got a cool uh, superhero named after you. Oh yeah. Uh, hope she doesn't die in like Beyond the Spider Verse. <laughs> oh yeah, that's ooh. They're definitely oh, we'll gonna see. put that scene in. Didn't even think about that, but they're <laughs> definitely putting at least a fake out death with her. Yeah, yeah, probably. Right. right. Anyway, Ingrid. Yes, Ingrid. Uh, Luke finds, uh, quickly finds Ingrid being harassed by two of Mariah's guys and sends, uh, takes one out and then sends the other one a message. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, so he kind of convinces her and then takes her through, uh, his plan is to take her through the East Indian or West Indian cultural parade, right? Which is like a big New York's known for these cultural parades and celebrations. And so it's big, like Jamaican and uh, Caribbean, different Caribbean cultures. So he goes to look out um, and immediately, uh, Immediately loses her to Shades. Shades finds them immediately. <laughs> yeah, like he 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 just goes to look. Like she just stays inside, and and Shades just like grabs her. Then like that was first of all good on Shades. Like that was quick. Yeah. Um. Like he's he, he's more skillful, I think, than than mm-hmm. we give him credit for. 
Um, we just don't often see him do things. Uh, no, he's <laughs> but, yeah. Shades is the ultimate opportunist. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, he even like like go seeing through this. He uh he turned on um on uh Cornell in season one. He's turning on Mariah in season two. He turned on. It's just like it's all self preservation and taking the opportunities that present themselves. He's not a planner at all, but he keeps surviving. He does. He does survive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Luckily, he lost his nerves. And does <laughs> Luke even know Shades was ever there? <laughs> I don't think he did. <laughs> he, I, I, I was wondering this. Like, what does he think happened? Because Luke just walks in two seconds after Shades leaves through, I guess, a different door. Yeah. Um, to, to that storage closet. Big big storage storage room, I guess. Yeah. Uh Shade or Shades. Luke is a bad uh bodyguard. He doesn't check doors, yeah. he doesn't check windows and other, other entry places. <laughs> <laughs> well, Luke doesn't have to worry as often about self preservation. So he, he doesn't think about these things on a regular basis. And that's true. That's true. Cause yeah. But he should learn a little bit. Uh, after trying to protect Piranha. Yeah, yeah, he should have at least it should be on on you know top of his mind, like oh, for the future, what should I do better? Uh, look behind me, I guess, because yeah, you're right, that exact same thing happened to Piranha. Like he was Luke was out on on a phone call, right? I think he was talking to Misty, and that's when Mariah's get or no, not Mariah's, um, Bushmaster's guys grab Piranha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's just, Luke's bad at uh, this. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so he tries to convince uh her to go to the police, uh, but yeah, she's worried that the police won't be able to help because Bushmaster. Or no, because Mariah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 That's I mean that's that's fair, right? You uh, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nothing I else mean, to say about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, so he seems to convince her uh, to come with him at least. Uh, she compares him to Bushmaster, how they both express their anger, where Luke internalizes it, and Bushmaster uh, vents it. Um, but they both have the same anger and hatred inside them. At least that's what she says. Yeah, you know, inside of you there are two wolves, and mm-hmm. uh, one of them is just super angry. Yep. And both of them are bulletproof. Which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, frankly. <laughs> Wolves, yeah. yeah, That'd be an awesome pet. A little scary, maybe. Um, definitely got to train it. But otherwise, yeah, well, yeah. I don't think wolves can be trained. They're still they're not domesticated. They don't have the same genes as dogs. <laughs> I I have absolutely no idea how that works. So, so. when a wolf when a wolf eventually turns on you because you shouldn't have a pet wolf, uh, there's no way to take well, it down because yeah. that wolf is bulletproof. This is actually a terrible mm-hmm. situation. You've got this in Dual. <laughs> Hmm. All right, yeah. that's true. No way to take it out. Yeah, <laughs> none, none whatsoever. Except for a bullet to the eye, and you know everyone's bad at that shot. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, all right, fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no bulletproof wolf pets. Ugh. Yeah, unless you're like Hella, who can handle that. <laughs> I'm sure okay, yeah. Fenrir is bulletproof. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, 
Yeah, so uh, he takes her to the restaurant, which she already left, so she knew that was destroyed. Uh, and then they take her to see Anansi's body. Um, and at the morgue, uh, Bushmaster shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. He wants to see his friend, at least. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Uncle, and we get, I, I forgot. Was, was Anansi I think- Bushmaster's uncle? He calls them uncle. I who knows if they're blood related or not, but they're definitely family. Ah, okay, all right, yeah. Um, so yeah, so Bushmaster and him have like this, uh, kind of conversation. Uh, says that he can't let uh, uh, Mariah and Bushmaster kill each other. Um, but I guess like. He could kill your cool if you kill Mariah, but no one else but Mariah. <laughs> I I mean, Mariah did some really bad stuff. Oh yeah, so no, like Mariah, should I guess die. in his mind, like yeah, there's there's like there, there's that limit, like at, at what point? And I guess Luke's like, well, she passed the line, so like yeah, okay, yeah. It's it's the problem I have with well. I was going to say a lot of DC characters, but it's mostly Batman, who won't kill anyone, <laughs> though horribly damage or disfigure them. Um, but if someone else kills someone, eh. It's not that big a yeah. deal. I, yeah, exactly. Like, if the Flash all of a sudden decided, you know, the Joker's pretty bad, I think I'm just going to kill kill the Joker. And he does it, and Batman will be like, well, I'm angry. You shouldn't have done that. Okay, bye. <laughs> Yeah, right? I think I think it's more does he get mad when Wonder Woman kills people? <laughs> yeah, I know like that. from the Injustice uh comics and video game like he turns against Superman, but that's also because Superman becomes an authoritarian. So <laughs> after <laughs> yeah, he kills the Joker. Yeah. So okay. Um so I don't I don't read a lot of DC comics. It's yeah. been a very long time since I have. My understanding was always that when she killed, she killed like demons, right? Not not humans specifically. Does Batman just not care about that? I again, I could be completely wrong on this. I don't I, know. I, I hear some typing. I'm guessing you're. Yeah, I'm going to say just one woman kill humans. Right. Uh, she lacks a no kill rule, but nevertheless only uses lethal force in specific situations. Um, mm, okay. According to this article, which popped up, you know, that block of text on top of Google, uh, Wonder Woman's oh, stances uh-huh. on killing is comparative to those of Captain America and Iron Man in their respective oh, so in the MC films. Would pref- okay, so it's would prefer not to, but will do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Unless they're, um, <laughs> in the case of Iron Man and Captain America, they speak a different language, it's okay to kill them. Because the Germans <laughs> and the people in <laughs> Afghanistan... <laughs> He had no problem. There were no qualms for either. Well, Captain America was at war. <laughs> yeah, so Captain America's at war, so I, okay, fine with that one there. Uh, let's see, Tony Stark at the beginning of the film, I guess, uh, when he was when he was captured, that was that was self-preservation, okay. Mm-hmm. But then when he decided to go back, that's a completely different story. What I need to find, really, for this argument is a Batman comic where he's actually at war. Like, he's always the war on crime, but it's, like, a declared war, and he's fighting for them, which I'm sure exists. 
Yeah, there's there's probably like a Batman at War run or something. Like that just sounds like like a run that would exist. Which you yeah. know what? I'm gonna look that up. Batman at War. Uh nope. No, okay. <laughs> there's something called Batman War Games. Alright. Oh well. Yeah. I mean closing that tab. <clears throat> Batman has no... Well, okay. This is a Reddit post. Okay, um, okay. Batman... I'll just find the thing. Batman has no qualms with killing when it is explicitly allowed by the law. Allowed for by law. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> for example... Here, I'm going to actually open this. Okay. <laughs> it sounds so stupid. Oh. So, uh, I'm trying to figure out like what what scenario that even comes into play. Like like if the Joker was arrested and tried and the state has sentenced the Joker to yeah. death uh and then the Joker escapes specifically on the night of the execution oh. after the Joker has like tried to you know, get a stay of execution multiple times, and then the governor, or whoever, has said no. You, this has to happen. Then Batman would kill him. Uh, I don't know if he'd <laughs> pull the trigger or. Uh. So this is Batman has no qualms uh, with killing when it's explicitly allowed for by law. For example, if a criminal has been duly convicted by a court of law by his or her peers, and is sentenced to death in accordance with existing laws of the state, while Batman isn't going to be uh, the one who complains about it. He also doesn't stop, like, the GCPD from pulling guns. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So, All right. So, uh, Luke Cage is going for a Batman approach. Actually, no, he's not. He's actually not, because Batman's, like, upholding the law, and this is not law. <laughs> Eh, I don't. I don't know if I'd say Batman upholds the law. I don't. I don't know if I agree with that one completely. But okay, <laughs> that's that's true. He is a vigilante. <laughs> that is that is a common thing in some of the stories, right? Where the the police don't like him because he is a vigilante. What he's doing is illegal. Well, I think most of the time the police don't. Most of the, all the police don't like him except for Gordon. Mm, okay. I yeah. yeah. I that's the. The thing I I don't know about like like if I picked up a comic today has how much has that story changed? Um, so okay, all right. Yeah, I I'm not up to date on Batman. He's not one of my go tos. Like even when I'm I'm not I haven't been reading comics recently, but even when I do, Batman's not one of my go to guys. All right. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Luke. Luke. Not Batman. Uh. Luke. Yeah. Luke. Luke. Uh. Yeah. Bushmaster says they could. We could have been brothers. We're not so different. You and I. We could have been brothers. <laughs> But mm -hmm. Luke's had bad yep. history with brothers. And then uh -huh. they say that yep. uh, next time they fight, uh, that uh, Bushmaster won't walk away. That's what Luke gives him a threat. Um, apparently he's going to break his legs because he won't kill him. Uh, going home, uh, he's followed by Sugar, who asks Luke... He asks Luke to take over Harlan. Like, mm -hmm. Luke's like, all right. And they walk side by side down the street. Yeah, that's... I, I, 
I mean, I don't, <laughs> I don't know if someone needs to take over the the. Uh, I well, uh, Har- the Harlem of the MCU. Don't know about mm-hmm. this in real life. Is so uh-huh. like in Manhattan of the MCU is just like filled with crime lords. So many, so many <laughs> crime lords, and so many gangs and factions. If no one takes over Harlem, someone else is going to move in. It'll leave a power vacuum. That's, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a good point, I guess. So, all right, I didn't think about that, but y- yeah. Basically, there needs to be someone somewhere in charge mm-hmm. to stop the others from from doing that. All right. Yeah, I, I guess the, the power, like physical power, and like mm-hmm. the cred amongst the gangsters because they know how many things that he's put a stop to. That's true. Yeah, yeah. and that they can't stop him if they tried. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else for Luke? Uh, no, no. That's pretty much it. I know we talked about him a lot, but honestly, he did not feel like he had such a big part of this episode, right? Just a, no. a lot of it for him was searching. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, a bulk of this episode we'll get to when we talk about Bushmaster and Mariah and their flashbacks, honestly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but moving on to Detective Knight. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's using her uh, Sherlock Holmesian powers of Kyra, um, reliving the experience. Seeing Anansi burned again, so that was good for the audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a, a good reminder, at least. Yeah. Yep. And then, yeah, and then finds out with Luke's assistant that Ingrid is not among the dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's uh, good, right? Mm-hmm. Figuring out who to who to look for. Okay. Yeah. Uh, back at the, uh, station, they find out they have a leak, uh, that is reporting to Karen Page, the most dangerous woman in publishing. Um, That's right. Yeah. And she's kind of trying, taking her baby steps into her new role as possible chief because, uh, really makes her do the, pre- the press conference, which goes well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, Misty does not want to do that, right? She's a she's a doer, right? Like you've got the yeah. the different kinds of of roles of people, right? You got the people who like I want to do the thing, mm-hmm. and then you've got people who are like, you know, higher up, who like, yes, what you do is still towards that goal, but it's way less direct, right? Uh, and Misty would rather be directly doing something mm-hmm. for this investigation. Yeah, I mean, being the chief would essentially put her behind the desk. Mm-hmm. Uh, when she came back earlier in the season, she was behind the desk and she hated it. So, uh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, this is yeah. not working out for Misty. Yeah, it, exactly. Well, although I am curious, when a detective like her is behind the desk, what does that mean? Like, what exactly are you, are you doing? Right? Are you double checking paperwork? Are you checking? Are, are you preparing for uh, a criminal trial that's coming up, right? You're, you're making sure all of the paperwork was done properly yeah, so that the I mean, attorney general can prosecute someone. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure that's part of it. Uh, also, like, overseeing the big cases, making sure everything's being done right. Um, mm-hmm. Making sure none of your cops are crooked, which, you know, she's great at checking that out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, true. Yeah. Well, I, I, huh. 
I guess I would have assumed that that was more of like internal affairs, but again, I have no idea how that stuff. Yeah, is he? I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, right, she anyway. wouldn't be chief; uh, she would be captain. Where again to bring it back to Batman? I don't know where that is uh, in comparison to commissioner. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. So, who knows? Yeah, true. Um, but if she was a captain, she would still be in charge of people. And she could then tell them, hey, focus more on this case or, you know, that case. Nah, that one's not important. This one. Do 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 this. Yeah. Right? So she, yeah. In a sense, she has. I mean, yeah, she has would have more power to do something. But going back to what I said earlier, she wants to be the one doing the work. She wants to be out mm-hmm. in the field. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. So uh, she gets. Some info that the bullet match leads back to a cold case. The uh, it's a bullet that killed or the gun that killed Pete Stokes. And yeah, then she's approached by uh, Shades to uh, turn on Mariah, which is going to be the big thing in the next episode. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, she had a very small part of this episode. <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, anything else for her? Uh, no, no, nothing else. Cool. Let's take a quick break and then we'll come back to talking about some villains and everyone else. Welcome to Baston Robbins. Would you like to try our mango fruit blast? And Jerry's named a flavor after me, so. Stark raving hazelnuts. Not bad. For your consideration, the Jerry. Tony, when you're in a pinch, what's the best way to remember something? Um, tattoo it on the inside of my arm. There's a lot of script, That's right. scraped out. That's right, a flashback. Which mm. is why the latest app for Power Apps is called just that, Flashback, which has nothing to do with the Riddle app, also called Flashback. This Flashback app will activate itself in your moment of need while you're asleep, in the middle of a test, or holding on to your dying breath waiting for a doctor to apply an ancient homeopathy solution to save your life. You're probably wondering how Flashback knows everything about your life. Well, for one, it's always recording. Always. It's a big drain on the battery. So if you use this app, you should buy an external charger. And the other way it knows about your life is by scanning your brain and using last-gen AI technology to guess what it read. It's right more often than you think. So if you're in a situation where you need to remember something, you'll want to use Flashback. Use promo code MCU Rewind to get one free memory edit with every new account. This memory edits really save you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I use them to add context, um, but I know some other people use them um, just to, to, you know, make fun of uh, people when they remember them. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's true. Yeah. Like, right. uh, like I, I always remember when I met you, Tony, you were wearing uh, goofy glasses and a uh, birthday hat. Yeah. Which I'm sure you weren't wearing that birthday hat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely wearing the glasses. Oh, well, yeah. I'm, I mean, I was probably wearing my Darkwing Duck hat, honestly. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. Anytime, boys.
Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra! Kill Luke Cage. Kill Jessica Jones. And the devil of Hell's Kitchen, whoever he is. His name is Matthew. And my name is Electra Nachos. You work for me now. I guess a lot of we got a lot of Bushmaster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of his history, his back backstory. Yeah. yeah. Um or maybe not. I don't know. <clears throat> we we saw a lot of stuff. I don't know how much story was added on for him. But but yeah, let's 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 talk about him. So we get a little we start with Tilda, right? Tilda's mm-hmm. working on him because a fake nightshade isn't good enough. Mm-hmm. Um right. Yeah. So she gets her medical uh his medical history from Sheldon. Uh when he was a kid, he got a free injection that killed everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it made like so he was always strong before this. Uh this sounds very, 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 very similar to uh what happened to the nineteen fifties Captain America in Falcon Winter Soldier. Do you think this was possibly super soldier experimentation? Oh, that's a good point. Um, it could have been, yeah, it could have been, or just some other experimentation. Um, I, I don't know if there's like a history of this exact thing happening in Jamaica. Like, I would believe well, I it. Honestly, know it if, definitely if happened in it America. So, well, so I'm yeah. sure it happened in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah. True. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then yeah, it is probably, probably that. But. Uh, at a minimum, there's no way this was a good thing. Uh, <laughs> but no. yeah, maybe maybe it was, like you said, maybe it was uh, someone trying out their super soldier serum. Um, and maybe that's what pulled out this power out of Bushmaster. Mm-hmm. Maybe well, yeah. he has some kind of mutation that let him uh, live through it. Was his exposure to the vibranium plants of the Blue Mountains. Or that, yeah. 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 Or non-vibranium, yeah. Nope, definitely vibranium. <laughs> It's either vibranium or andamantium, and those are the only two <laughs> super metals. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's it. That's all that exists uh, in Marvel as far as super. As far metals as I Marvel. care to look up right now. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so yeah. So she says it's risky, uh, but Sheldon convinces him to give him more nightshade. Um, uh, he wakes up and asks about the cost. Apparently, Nightshade has poisoned his organs, his liver and kidneys specifically. Um, mm-hmm. But he survived before. He she's going to be fine now. Yeah, I <laughs> guess. Uh, you you kind of need those, but okay, sure. I mean, do you need all your organs? I don't think so. The liver is just like the second appendix. It's not even good enough to be called appendix. All right, I guess that's true. Uh, I'm trying to think what other organs uh, you have. I don't, I don't. I guess I don't really know what the organs are. Like, are the lungs an organ? Is yeah. your heart an organ? Yeah. Yeah. All right, and all of those have been poisoned. That's not good. I don't know if they've all been poisoned. Maybe just like half of them. I think you can live without half your organs. Oh, okay. Got it. Is your stomach I, an organ? Yes. I'm not a doctor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't take any medical advice ever from this podcast. Yeah. At all. Um yeah. 
Yeah, so he tells them about the uh, Massacre of Gwen's, which I refuse to call the Rum Punch Massacre, because it feels disrespectful. Mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I'm just going through all his modern-day stuff. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, they go see it, and it's terrible. And there's some growth on behalf of Bushmaster, at least in this episode, because he allows Tilda to leave without murdering her. So it's not all the Stokeses. Even though we find out she's a double Stokes. Yeah, well, yeah, true. Um, well, he never really seemed to want to kill her. Like, even before when he had his chance, right? Because he, he had a chance to kill her and Mariah a few episodes ago. But he, yeah, like, if he wanted to, she she would be dead. Like, he, he could have, have done that. He I don't know if tied her to a chair yeah. and then let her go. And, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I don't think this, that specifically is growth. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, like, I, I thought all the, the whole thing was the Stokes, like, kill all the Stokes. I guess. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's just those Stokes that existed at that moment in time. I think when he came and- to New York initially, he was like, kill Mariah and all their descendants. But now he sees how terrible Mariah's been to Tilda. So it's like, maybe she's not. She doesn't deserve to die. I could see that. Yeah, I would hope for at least something along those lines. Yeah, that he's... Mm-hmm. He, maybe he, he met her and he's like, oh, okay, well, now, now I know you. I have a personal yeah. connection to you. You saved my life. Okay, let's... I'll, I'll not kill you. I think that's mm-hmm. fair. Yeah. That seems right. All right, so we go to our flashback. It says Kingston, mid-80s. So Uh even the show isn't sure about the timeline. Did not give (laughs) us an actual year. Well, that's probably for the best. Yeah. (laughs) Just just to be safe. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So uh, Johnny McIver is working at the resort with young Mariah and young Cornell are there as... uh, Well, initially I thought they were just vacationing there, but they're there to make a deal with... uh, Johnny's parents, uh, Bushmaster's parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, specifically his mom, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, because at this point, his dad's already dead, right? Yes. Yeah. His dad is dead. And also the other guy that he partnered with on the Pete. Stokes. Yeah. Pete. Pete Stokes. Okay. I believe. No. Wait, Pete. Pete, Pete Stokes is not online. Because, okay, okay. so. Uh, they're making right now. I have written down that they're arguing with Buggy Stokes and Quincy. Pete Stokes mm-hmm. isn't dead because Tilda is not born yet. Oh, Pete. Okay, Pete Dillard. No, Pistol Pete Stokes. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, got it. He. Oh, that's right. He's Uncle Pete. Sorry. the The other guy who is dead that I was talking about is the because. Okay, so um, Bushmasters. Dad um, mm-hmm. made a deal with, and I forget his other name, the the, the Stokes guy. Cause it's, a, it's a buggy, right? That's Buggy Stokes? I thought so. No, but the, okay. The, the reason that they have this argument is because the two of those guys made an agreement to share profits or, or share the businesses, right? You've got the two businesses, Harlem's Paradise and also um, no, Bushmaster Rum. Uh, and after, uh, so... Okay. There's a deal between Quincy McIver, which is Bushmaster's okay. dad, 
and uh-huh. Samuel, quote unquote, Buggy Stokes. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so this is when they're initially making. No, this was the... after the deal because they're talking about the. Oh, yeah. Because that they they, the contract was on a napkin. Like they showed the napkin. Yeah. So uh, Stokes, I'm reading this off of Luke H. Season <laughs> 2, Wikipedia. Um, okay. Okay. After the business deal between Quincy's father, uh, between his father Quincy McIver and Samuel Buggy Stokes broke down in the 1980s and led to their deaths. So this is when they're still trying to uh, get the money after the deal's been made, but then they end up ki- um, dying afterwards. Uh, Bushmaster's yeah, okay. mother Gwen tried to sue the Stokes family, and Buggy's wife Mabel burned down Gwen's house in response. Bushmaster survived but was shot by Pete Stokes, which we're going to get into mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, Mom Mabel and uh, uh, Johnny's mother are arguing. They want to sp- split the deal 50-50. Um, or Quincy's mom wants to split the deal 50-50. Mm-hmm. Uh, half the share of rum yeah. sales and half the profits of Harlem's Paradise Forever. Uh huh. Yeah. Which Mama Mabel doesn't... wants to give nothing. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, of course she does. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, they argue, nothing really happens. And then I'm assuming that night or a few nights later, uh, Johnny wakes up to his home on fire from Molotov cocktails. And I've got to give her credit. Mama Mabel takes care of her own business. She didn't send someone else to burn down the house. That's why she was much more successful than Cornell or Mariah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she she never left the that side of the business, right? You, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's uh, so Tony. I don't know if there, you've ever seen this. There's this game show. I don't really care for it too much, but my wife and I will watch it when we're in the mood for like some trash TV to like watch for like a half hour kind of thing. So it's a game show called uh, snake oil and Never uh, the it. idea. Okay. It's, it's all right. Um, so the idea is on the game show, they have a bunch of products. Um, half of them are uh, real and half of them are, are mm-hmm. fake snake oil. And so, um, so the, the contestant chooses uh, a set. So where one real one fake and they have to figure out which one's real. Uh, and so, uh, after learning about them, they can talk to the, the owner of this small business and ask them some questions. And, um, one of them I knew immediately was not real because, uh, the, the person who was talking about the product has said that they never, um, they never did the, the work. It was like some, you like call in to some line and, and, you know, get, get advice kind of things. Uh, mm-hmm. I knew immediately that it wasn't real because the the woman who started this this company uh, said that she had never like talked on the line. She'd never given advice before or anything like that. Um, so anyway, relating that to this, like yeah, when you're when you're a small business, you've you've always done all the work. And like you said, Mama Mabel, she never left that line of it. Mm-hmm. So she she stayed on top of her game, right? She's always. Uh, she's always in charge, but like, true. you know, like the others, you know, Cornell and, and Mariah, they, they go, uh, just super crazy when something doesn't go their way. Cause they're, mm-hmm. they're not used to it. They're not thinking about like the possibilities and all that. 
They're they're too far divorced from it. They only want solutions. Well, yeah, they're they're second generation wealth. They're not uh, the yeah, people who build too. the wealth. It's just like um, oh, I can't remember the Joyce and no Joy Meacham, the Meachams in oh, yeah. Iron Fist. Yeah, uh, who cannot cope with failure. <laughs> At least <laughs> the brother can't. Yeah, exactly. Right, they were raised very differently. Like, mm. hey, you're already successful. You can only be successful in that sense, right? Like they, yeah. that's essentially how, what they were told growing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, she brings down the house. Uh, Johnny survives. Um, and two years later, uh, either still the mid 1980s or maybe the late 1980s. We don't know. Um, <laughs> he was out selling some fruit and uh, gets uh, shot by uh, Pete Stokes. I actually have mm-hmm. written down which uh, Stokes it is, but in that, uh, that long blurb I read, uh, it's Pete Stokes. And Anansi oh. takes him to a healer woman. And we kind of already went through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And she says that he's already strong, but uh, the nightshade made him stronger. So it's like, this is the internal question. It's like, was he strong before he got that? Um, the vaccination, the vaccination. or... Mm-hmm. Or did he survive because he was already strong? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I guess we have no idea, but I like to think that he was always strong because of a mutation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're saying he's a mutant? So he got his powers uh, no, adamantium? Whoa, whoa. Not, not my, not, not what I would say. I wouldn't call him a mutant. I'm just saying he well, has some know. kind of when, mutation. In my headphones, when you said mutation, I heard the uh, X Men thing. So, Do-do-do-do. yep, every exactly time that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, you, you, that's a good point. Like, I, I really didn't think about that at all, that maybe the vaccination was something that, that led mm-hmm. to, to this. Um, I really thought like, oh yeah, he's just, I really did think mutation <laughs> or, you know, some kind of person born with something powers. I don't know. Um, yeah, but the, the nightshade helps him specifically, um, yeah, I mean, ha- well, nightshade's a poison, so uh, not exactly a poison. It is po- it has poisonous characteristics, right? Okay. I I don't know if that's technically a poison. I don't I don't know how you def- define it, but like the reason I'm saying that is because the nightshade also has these other things that, well, to him, give him powers. I'm guessing it doesn't have the same effect on other people. I'm going to look. This is nightshade <laughs> I, poisonous. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> I assume if something is poisonous, that doesn't necessarily make it a poison. What? 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 <laughs> I think if something is poisonous, it's a poison. All right, fine, fine. Yeah, I, I probably just went too far and too uh, 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 too pedantic on that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's. Nightshade has other properties. It's not just there to poison someone. That, that's what I'm trying to, to go with. No, but it is uh, is definitely toxic when ingested. Oh, um, okay. All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Although that is interesting. There are... There's a difference between, uh, like... Let's see. Poisons and, was it venoms? 
are different. Like poisons have to be eaten, ingested, and venoms okay. if they get in your bloodstream, they're dangerous. But you can swallow like snake venom and not die. Oh, okay. Oh, good to know. So he's not eating any of this nightshade. <laughs> hmm. You think it's tasty? No, uh, no, it's poisonous. <laughs> it's oh, toxic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're I'm right. You're right. Sure, you're right. it's yeah. very not tasty. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you, then you he got salt. You, you broil it. it, it uh, could be... Looking up nightshade <laughs> on the uh, on Wikipedia, it's in the same family as potatoes. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Yeah, it, so. it could be. It, it so could have a lot it. of a lot of stuff. That, yeah, I mean, exactly. Potatoes are the most versatile vegetable. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It does everything except for make you healthier. Nope, no potatoes. Potatoes are very healthy. Okay. Well, they, they, I've they been on keto of... for too long. Oh. <laughs> Can't have any potatoes because they're too, much, they're oh, too starchy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's fair. Yeah, but they no, you could. You, they, they have like a lot of a lot of the stuff you need in them to yeah. that you as a person need to live. So like, yeah, I mean that's why mm-hmm. uh, Ireland lived off it for so long. Yeah, exactly. Like you can, that's they're famous for it for for that reason. Yeah. All right, we're at the hundred, uh, hundred one hour mark. <laughs> All right, yeah, we we gotta we gotta get through All this. Right. Anything else uh, for Bushmaster? I don't. No, anything. nothing else. Uh, Mariah has a new nuclear bunker to hide from Bushmaster. Uh, mm-hmm. Shade's a skeptical that will stop him, so we'll we'll find out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the age-old question of um, will human technology work against some superpowered thing, right? Like uh, dinosaurs or superpowered humans, right? Well, you never know. I mean, I feel like, well, it depends on the superpowered human, so never mind. Uh, true. I was yeah, like, yeah, true. Yeah, humans or superpowered people will definitely beat dinosaurs, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> Iron Fist would get eaten by one. <laughs> it, he probably would be, yes. Yeah. Although he did hug yeah. a, um, a dragon to submission, so who knows? He did. I, and then I last week he was saying that he beat it in combat, so I don't know. I mean, I was going to ask you, is it just my headcanon that he hugged the dragon? Or did, was it actually <laughs> said in season one? That's how he got his tattoo, right? By hugging the dragon. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. That sounds familiar. Like, I don't remember, okay. but it, it sounds familiar. And then we had that, like, flashback in season one of Iron Fist, where it really seemed like he just walked into the cave and he wasn't scared. So he, like, he got blessed by the dragon. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It seems like we have three different stories, and only one of them is probably true. Yep. And yeah. he was on he was on hallucinogenics. hallucinogenics. Could be that, too. I don't know. Maybe, maybe season two will go into that we'll we'll find out when we watch that in a couple of weeks yeah so kind of skipping around mariah the big stuff um she's finally getting the dirty business of drugs she's allowing heroin mm-hmm. to run through harlem yeah uh yeah and then uh she, after that she hallucinates mama mabel being disappointing in her for letting drugs go through mm-hmm. uh, i'm starting to think mariah's crazy <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I've been saying, this this entire season, like she's on a different level of how she acted in season one, and maybe this is one of those like stress things, right? Like it's yeah. she's too stressed, so now she's 
seeing people, which I don't know if that happens in real life, uh, but it definitely happens in fiction all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, uh, she feels guilt over Pete and Cornell's death and mm-hmm. losing, probably losing Tilda, all that stuff. Uh, she says she's going to control the whole city. When she says the whole city, is she controlling all of Harlem or like all of Manhattan, all of New York City? Is she going <laughs> the to take way they on... talk? Yeah. I'm assuming just Harlem. Okay. I was yeah. wondering if like if we got a Defender season two, if all this stuff continued, <laughs> would we have. Because I don't remember where Mariah ends up in the last episode. Oh, oh I yes, do. I do. I do. <laughs> I don't remember where Mariah ends up, but I remember where Luke ends up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I remember where she ends up. I don't remember how she gets in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the important question is: Well, at the point we're recording this, we have not seen uh, Echo yet, but <laughs> will Daredevil include? Oh, never mind. We'll talk about that last episode. We'll talk about that last episode. <laughs> okay. All right. Fine. Fine. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see. Talking to other stuff about Mariah, just kind of jumping through things. Um, mm-hmm. She spent this entire episode calling Shades by his name, Hernan. Hernan. Did, did she do yeah. that the entire season? Or she did. did I just not know? She did, because okay. when they were more intimate, it would be Hernan. And whenever oh. she used the word Shades, it was like mockingly. Ah, uh, okay. All right. Then I just yeah. did not pick up on that. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's um, uh, Hernan walks in on her like getting close to Alex, and then she's she's trying. I think she's probably trying to use her sexuality like she did when she was younger. I'm assuming to lure these people in. Uh, she's reverting back to her criminal ways, so I'm assuming this is what she was like when she was younger. But who knows? Oh uh, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought that. she just like didn't care. She was just like, "Hey, you know, yeah. another guy, younger, cool." Yeah, but she does the same thing to Shades a few minutes later. True. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So she's uh yelling. Well, she, uh, she starts mocking him for being uh in love with Comanche. Mm-hmm. And then he starts wrangling her and uh. Leaves her there saying she's not even worth the effort. Uh, mm. Walks out with her yelling at him. And at that moment, that's when Tilda walks in. And uh, also, uh, and she admits to killing all the um, Bushmaster's family and friends and shooting Anansi. So Tilda leaves, leaving Mariah alone mm-hmm. probably forever. Probably, yeah. Yeah, and uh, that's about it yeah i don't have anything else for anyone else any other villains yep yeah all right anyone for guy in the chair uh no i mean the only person i would put in here would be ingrid but we talked about her already yeah uh, or gwen if you want to go by her her, her believes mm-hmm. name ah uh, yes yeah okay yeah. all right 12 percent of the plan uh i've got nothing how about you no let's move on to uh read the episode i know my value Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Al, how are we going to read this episode? 
Uh, Tony, how many minutes over our usual hour are you going to rate this episode? I'm going to, uh, even though we are at, I mean, in, according to this timer, six minutes, but with all the sound effects, we're probably ten minutes over. Oh, okay, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to give this three. Yeah, I'm going to give this three uh, because I did actually enjoy Luke's story, Mariah's story, Misty's story, uh, what little bit of shades we got. But the flashbacks were just like, all right. I feel like it's too late for these flashbacks. I feel like if it came earlier in the season, I would like maybe a better. Uh, but yeah, didn't do it. I'm me. with you. We we didn't really learn anything from the flashbacks, right? Yeah. Like other than the first time Bushmaster was saved by Nightshade, like that that was it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we learned why he has a relation with Nightshade or why he uses it. That's that's basically it. Which I guess is something, but like you said, it's it's too much, too late, kind of thing, mm-hmm. or not enough, too late. It, it's too little, too late is the phrase. No, I can't be right. It's okay. something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, six of yeah. one, half a dozen of the other. That's right. That's what I was looking okay. for. Yes. All right. Uh, yeah. So it's it that that part, just those flashbacks. Like I was expecting more. Um, there, there's another point I remember of Mariah. Have like a, getting a bunch of flashbacks to Mariah's past, mm-hmm. and I'm starting to think maybe, maybe, maybe I'm making stuff up in my head, or we don't see them. Li- we'll we'll talk about that later. But I was expecting to get some of her flashbacks in this episode, um, mm-hmm. and I guess not. So, or at least not from the things I had expected. So anyway, uh, I'm gone too far on a tangent. Uh, three. I'm giving this a three. Three okay. out of five. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can find those in the next couple episodes, because there are only two episodes left. So everybody, mm-hmm. join us next time as we cover the penultimate episode, Luke Cage Season 1, Episode 12, Can't Front Me. And remember to follow us on Instagram, on X, uh, send us those emails, give us that five-star rating. And as always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind signing off. Have a marvelous day. You might break your hip to the sound that's legit. I come to make a hit. I usually bust scratches for my brother CL Soul, but I decided to get wrecked on this groove. As I provide this slide, you're going on a ride. I know the weather's nice, there's no need to play the outside. Guess who's on the flyer? The man of your desire. Pete Rock is CL Smooth, all the honey dips admire. Beats are rough and rugged, Pete Rock is the creator. Now I'm busting rap as well, switching cross faders. Making sure my sound hits from here to Grenada. Honey gave me skins, man, I told her friends I ate her. But wait up, I'll take the subject for later, but it's time to get wrecked with the creator.